Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Solishing Pro Coat present Marion and Jim Jordan as Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, the Kingsmen, and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with Louisiana Hayride. married man comes this haunting question. Button, button, who's got a button? And here with a buttonless shirt in his left hand and pointing an accusing finger at his spouse with his right, we find Fibby McGee and Molly. What's more, I'm getting pretty tired of finding my shirts with no buttons on them. You realize, Mrs. McGee, that this is the third time that this has happened? When were the other two times? Well... Once was in June of 1908, and the other time was the 19... Uh, no, that was... In, well, let's see. Uh, see, 1917, the Army turned me down on account of flat feet. In 1918, they took me anyway. <laughs> it was in 1919, that's when it was. So what? Oh, oh, never mind, dearie. Hand me my sewing basket, and I'll sew a button on that shirt. Okay. Wow. Is this just a sewing basket? Look at the stuff he got in it. A reader's digest, bag of gumdrops, deck of cards, a radio script, a compact. So, uh, look! A hard-boiled egg. Uh, that's a china egg, foolish. I use it to darn socks. Oh. Well, I wish you'd keep our scripts and our eggs in different places. <laughs> Up. i got to get downtown on important business. What important business? I don't suppose you think it's important who's going to be the next president of the United States. Why, certainly it's important, but what have you got to do with it? Oh, I'm going to meet the fellows in front of Joe's tavern, and we're going to discuss it. Oh. <laughs> I see. The pool room primary. You always... Oh, McGee. Now what? I haven't any white bread. I'll have to run over to the 10-cent store and get some. All right. Get ready and come with me. Okay. Now hurry. Well, I can't hurry any faster. Well, why not? I'm putting on this turtleneck sweater and it's slowed me down. Oh, fuck about little white bread. Hey, Molly. Molly, it's too warm to wear that fur coat. Oh, it's never too warm to wear a new fur coat, dear. Anyway, if it gets too hot, I'll just close my eyes and remember how much it costs. That always gives me a chill. <laughs> well, let's go. Hmm. I think I'm going to be a success in this fur coat, dearie. What do you mean? I just saw the curtains twitch in Mrs. Gilderson's front window. She stands in the window all day and checks up on the neighbors. When she was younger and her hair was redder, they called her the Orange Pico. <laughs> hey, look, Molly, here comes Mrs. Uppington. Oh, goody, I was hoping we'd meet her today. Goody? Oh, I see, on account of a new fur coat, eh? Yeah. <laughs> and if it doesn't make her face fall farther than they lifted it the last time, I'll be... <laughs> oh, how do you do, Mrs. Uppington? So nice to see you. Oh, how do you do, Mrs. McGee? And Mrs. McGee? Happy as the amateur ski jumper says when they ask him how the takeoff looks. Hi. <laughs> oh, 
up a gorgeous fur coat. Fur coat? Oh, 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 oh yes, this. <laughs> ah, yes, it's just a little thing I had made up to bum around in. <laughs> Siberian Cincinnati. Really? Uh, you had it made? Oh, then it's yours. <laughs> Why, of course it's mine. I got it at the same place where you got the ermine wrap you wear at the opera. You know, the one you always have sent home on approval. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Mrs. Uppington. So sweet of you. And I do value your opinion so much. Oh, now please, my dear. No, no, really. They say you were one of the best dressed women in the country in your day. And in the country. So you really like my coat. Oh, indeed, I do, Mr. McGee. They make charming little rugs for my rumpus room. They seem so lovely underfoot. Well, I wouldn't know about that, Mrs. Uppington. So few of our guests come barefooted. Well, you two girls could have such a lot of fun together. I mean, mine. Are you inferring to McGee that your wife is Kathy? Oh, no, but it wouldn't surprise me to see you two sitting on a back fence some moonlight night singing a duet. <laughs> now, look here, dearie. If you think I'm going to stand here and listen to... Why, McGee, you're catching cold. Oh, no, I ain't either. Well, you must be. Your eyes are watering and your nose is all red. Now, that don't prove anything. Your Uncle Dennis always had a red nose and watery eyes, too. He didn't have a cold. We won't discuss my Uncle Dennis. Okay. I think he's pretty unspeakable myself. Stop! Stop! Dad, Dad, to Dad. Oh, 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 hello, McGee. How do you do, Mr. Gildersleeve? Oh, hi, Flappy. What are you sniffing for, McGee? You got a little cold? Who me? Oh, no, I'm just rehearsing for a masquerade party tonight. I'm going as a bird dog. <laughs> a bird dog, eh? <laughs> you know, McGee, I'm sorry you're not a bird dog. Huh? Oh, I'd love to walk along behind you with a shotgun. <laughs> Gildersleeve, I, I, uh, uh, you hear that, Mr. Gildersleeve? Don't you think McGee should go home and take care of that cold? I certainly do, Mrs. McGee. You know, I take him home, give him a nice cold shower, let him take 20 long breaths in front of an open window, then pile into bed with just a sheet over him, and an ice pack on his head. Oh, heavenly day. Go on, that would kill me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I believe it would, McGee. <laughs> well, I didn't expect any 
sympathy from you, Gildersleeve. You've got about as much tenderness as a nightclub furlough. Yes, that's so. Yes, that's so. And you deserve about as much sympathy as a tarantula with a toothache. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Break it up here, boys. Break it up. Well. Well, gee, are you going to do something about that cold? Yes, and I think the first thing I'd better do is get out of this big wind that's blowing around here. What you really ought to do is go home and get a coat on, McGee. That little neck sweater you got on is terrible. Don't tell me what to wear, Gildersleeve. I know clothes. Yeah. I've been known as a snappy dresser all my life. Why, even as a tiny baby, I can remember my nurse showing me off to keep him saying, Ain't he a dapper little fellow? <laughs> dapper diaper McGee, I was no doubt. <laughs> The ding-dong daddy of doggy dressers, devastating dimple baby pants as I grind and dance from dawn to dusk in my devilish dandified diggity duds, duped in denim or dialed up in dinner dress with diamonds dangling from my digits, drawn dirty digs from disappointed dumbbells that didn't dare beat up in D.C. dry goods, and doggone if I wasn't disgusted and derided from a dilly drapery from Dutch Vianna's bells of death to the sake of Billy, I'm out of breath. <laughs> Let's not walk any farther. I think you ought to go home and go to bed while you're sniffling and... Oh, no, I'm okay, Molly. Boy, you still kept up on me quick, didn't it? Well, try and close your pores a few minutes, dearie. <laughs> what do you mean, close my pores? What do you think my skin is made out of? A leafy blind? <laughs> Why did this happen to happen to me? Oh, hello there, little girl. You better not get too close to me. I, I got a cold in the head or something. It must be a cold. Huh? Mm. I said, look, don't you know colds are contagious? Mm. You remember my daddy, Margaret? Uh-huh. He's got a bad cold, too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh she has, has he? Incidentally, <laughs> what kind of a dog is Margaret? A tiny daddy. Dawn, a poinsettia is a flower. It ain't a dog. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, no, it ain't. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, no, it ain't. Oh, yes, it is. Well, I bet you Margaret is, I bet you. You mean to stand there with your little half box full of ankles and tell me your dog is a poinsettia? I do. His mother was a tiny and his father was a setter. Baby. <laughs> we haven't got a baby. If we had a baby, I'd be glad to help you out. Oh, that's okay, mister. I'll do my old brother and take care of him. I got a job. <laughs> <laughs> well, grow me a bird and call me orphan. <laughs> you hear that, Molly? She's going to be oh, looking on me. I think it's time you did something for that cold. Maybe I had better get a checkup, Molly. Uh, what doctor shall we go to? Well, there's a doctor's office right over there. Hmm? You see the sign? Dr. Snapple? Well, hello there, folks. How's everything? I got a bad cold. <laughs> uh, by the way, Mr. Wilcox, uh, what do you know about that Dr. Snapple across the street? Oh, he's all right. Great hand with animals. Animals? Oh, he's a horse doctor. Sure. But he'll take care of you, sir, but you're full of horse feathers. <laughs> 
You say he being a doctor, I often talk to him about how Hello. I, 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 I told him that Johnson's wife had cut his office cleaning down to a minimum, and it would give that instant impression of cleaning polished sanitation so important to a doctor's office. No dust, no fingerprints, everything sealed against dirt and damp. Shut up, I'm in it. So I sold him a big order of Johnson's wax. Okay, so what were you saying? That is rough. What's the idea? Pull my sweater over my face, and you were the thing coming on. Well, look, the way Johnson's wax beautifies and protects floors and furniture is nothing to sneeze at, and you know it. Oh, well, I hope it's nothing trivial, pal. If I were you, I'd try Dr. Cyclops down in the next block. Go on, kids. Yeah. Loves his work, don't he? Ah, uh, he does. That guy wouldn't mind going to the electric chair if it had Johnson's wax on it. It'd be just a love seat for him. Well, I suppose he's. Oh, good day, my dear. Good day to you, Mister Bryce. Why, what seems to be a trouble? Oh, he's got a bad cold, Mister Boomer. I'm taking him to a doctor right now. Totally unnecessary, my dear. How do you do the same affair? Do the remedy for a cold which has been in my family for generations. It's the cold or the remedy? Both, Mrs. Cosby. He was so susceptible to colds and coughs, he became known as the Tootie Boomer. <laughs> this remedy was devised by my great-grandmother, Beulah Boomer, who was stolen by the gypsies when a mere child. Oh, not really. Yes, indeed. But she came back the next morning with four gypsies which she'd stolen herself. Let's see the cold remedy, Boomer. Might pay me a doctor bill. Oh, certainly, certainly. How old I put Grandma Beulah's cold cure? I would ride here somewhere. Cold cure, cold cure. Here's a small bottle of nitroglycerin. Have to be pretty careful with that. I remember young Louis the Lamb from out of band got grown up that way. Hello, fellow. But that was Louis all over. Here's a note from another unfortunate lad. Poor chap. Just discovered a gold mine in California. Terrible predicament. Well, what's so terrible about that? My dear, he struck gold while digging a tunnel under a wall in Alcatraz. Oh, oh what's this? Oh, yes. A small electric battery for a jockey saddle. <laughs> so tell me, do the horses around here run on AC or DC? Can't you tell by looking at the plug? Huh. Let me see now. Here's an empty blank in the Bob Hope baby naming contest. <laughs> Odd circumstance. Two first programs getting a prize to name a person with no teeth. It's actually called beer. No way, imagine that. No cold I must get busy with a Ouija board and ask Grandma for another copy. Good day, my dear. Good day, Dean Dye. Good day, 
that's better. Why do I have to go and catch it? <laughs> oh, heavenly days. Hurry, dearie. The doctor's just a few doors down the street. Hello there, Tuffy. Hello, Miss Oh, hello, Mr. Petopolis. Hi, Miss. Time in the room is for the love of goodness sake. He's the matter with scissors, Tuffy. Ah. The poor lad seems to have just caught a bad cold in the head. Yeah. Oh, is that good bad, scissors? Why don't you try to get any of these ambulances for my brother? He just sent it to me day behind yesterday. He sent it to you, Nick? My brother. Now. Well, that's a fine way to talk about your brother. Oh, that is not mean to be a derogatory remark, you see. That's my brother's name. Now. Oh. You see, when I'm being born, my mother is willing to call me Nicholas, but I am turning out to be twins. Oh. Yes. Yes. My brother, Lousy. Oh. Well, you know, it was all very confusing, aren't you? All day long, people were always asking me, Boy, are you him? What about that cold, sir, Nick? Oh, yes. Well, first, sir, you take a deep steam bath. Oh, what's that? Well, it's kind of a wet hot trip, but all over. <laughs> kind of a Turkish bath, eh? Exactly. Only it's entirely different. Oh. With a deep skin bath, you're leaving all your clothes on. Uh-huh. It wouldn't hurt that through the dirt. <laughs> well, is that all there is to it? No, then you're going right to bed and lay all night between the spring and the mattress foot. <laughs> Spring and the mattress, what's that for? To press the suit. Then in the morning, you're taking three pills. What kind of pills? Personally, I like the round ones. <laughs> and then you're taking hot egg rubs, and believe me, you're feeling like a different hat. Mm-hmm. Sounds very efficacious. Oh, what's a different hat taste, Tiffy? And you remember all those directions, Tiffy? Sure. A turkey's bath, a good night's sleep, a few round pills, and a hot egg nod. That sounds like a marvelous thing. Yeah, I'll say that. See, it's good, doesn't it? Well, I wish you would write it down for me sometime in case I'm doing the same for Jim Sarima. And thank you very much for telling me about it. Merry Salaam, Susan. Salaam, Susan. For all the people we know who knows to a cure. Now, this Dr. Cyclops office. That's going to be fun. How do you do? I hope you have a time with the Dr. Cyclops. He's a pretty good baby. Well, uh, how's he getting along with his book, really? Oh, he's. Well, how do you know the doctor's writing a book? Well, why should he be an exception? <laughs> I was going to write a medical book himself once, first, but it was about a doctor that had his practice in Africa. One day he started to give a gal a hypo, and when he takes her, he gives him a dirty look and says, real haughty, Dr. Livingstone, you presume. <laughs> My heart tonight. That is the first chapter, and the climax of the book starts. Oh, good morning, Dr. Cyclops. Good morning, Miss Jones. My, my, just had an interesting case at the hospital. Man came in and couldn't stop laughing. Just a howling with glee. But he's resting now. Well, what was wrong with him, Doc? Oh, just overworked. He was a good humor salesman. <laughs> um, uh, you waiting to me? Uh, yes, we were, Doctor. My husband seems to have a bad cold. Uh, I'm Kevin McGee, Doc, and this is Mrs. McGee. How do you do, I'm sure? Oh, yes, 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 y
Marvises and the McJones. Yes, Charlie. Ah, uh, patient's present, my pet. <laughs> <laughs> If Mr. Dobson calls again, tell him it is medically impractical to build up the fatty tissue in any particular location. Yes, sir. Tell him that if he must go to the doublehead of baseball game this summer to take a cushion. That's <laughs> all. Okay. Uh, right, right this way, Mr. McSniffle. Uh, oh, yes, 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 uh, sit down, please. Yes. Now then, Mr. McGee. Yes. You say you're a good humor salesman? Yes. No, I'm not a good humor salesman. That was the other case. Remember? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Now, look, doctor. Your husband is suffering from a cold in the head. Will you please examine him? Okay. Thank you. First moment. Dr. Sun. How you can live the years too, dear. How am I, Doc? Yes, hard to tell, hard to tell. Ever had a deposit? Any history of green apple colors? Uh, bicycle knees? Do you any sickness after seeing gone with the wind? <laughs> Hey, look. I ain't got a sign of a cold now. I ain't even slipped for five minutes. Mr. McGee is right, Mrs. McGee. You're yes. perfect host. Yes. No fever? No cold symptoms whatsoever? No. Boy, do I ain't too bad. I'm an easy breeze, but a quick deal. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Doctor. Yes, 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 Having a special on factors next week. Hello. Well, thank you for watching me first so good. And I'm glad to say there's nothing wrong with my husband. Call me Colt McGee. Okay. You think this was probably just some temporary... It's... Like, uh, 
by Simpson's Cadillac or Lincoln. Oh, wonderful. Are you listening, Governor Dickinson? Yeah. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs>